find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. And the high blood pressure show is where we are today, low low blood pressure, high blood pressure, and the secrets about what that is about, the answers to the mystery blood pressure issues, because really it's mystery unless there's a blockage that's actually seen by the, by, by your, you know, cardiologist or by the doctor or, or through testing and, and, a, and a scope, getting a scope put up into the heart, whatever, whether it's a blockage or it's you know, someone who really has a heart problem, unless it's unless it's something, unless there's a real reason. And, he, and listen, even those are pretty much mysteries of why people get a lot of heart problems. All that's mystery out there for the most part. Heart disease itself. I mean, we got some clues and we got some good ideas why people get heart disease, but a lot, a lot of times it's mystery out there in the medical arenas. So, but high blood pressure, low blood pressure with no real evidence of heart disease arteriosclerosis or some kind of you know artery disease no real evidence of cardiovascular disease but yet having low blood pressure high blood pressure it's a mystery 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 listen you don't think a lot of people have blood pressure problems everybody gets some someday Everybody gets them, whether they're eating way too much fat for 50 years and then then finally it catches up or they think, you know, they're eating pretty good and all's good. And then there's just this mystery blood pressure problem. Either way, almost everyone has to hear about it some way in their life, whether they're younger or older in one way or another. So is this important? Yes, it's a big one. It's a big show. I love it. I love this one because this is an important show and I I really want to get people better, get them feeling better. So who has 10 years to wait to get answers? Let's do it now. That's the whole point. Listen, this is the only show where the information is not repackaged or recycled theory. That's what happens out there that's revolving. The revolver, the the, the musical chairs of recycled, repackaged information out there of theory. That's not what this show is. The information here doesn't come from the medical interest groups that are contaminated and all the information out of their medical funding with strings attached, botched research, that's the thumb on the scale. That's the whole thing paid and bought, paid and bought and grandfathered in laws because of investors investing in money and botched research, you know, uh, funky science out there that everybody thinks is real, but it's not lobbyists, internal kickbacks, persuaded belief systems in the alternative and, and, and conventional medical arenas, private panels of influencers with money going underneath the table. So the information is contaminated and then it gets cited and then it's peer review studies and it goes into book after book and it doesn't get people better because it's contaminated or trendy traps. Yes. I have to say that because guess what? It's so important to know that. It's important to know that the information in the show is the only, this is the only show where the information is pure, untampered with, clean. And that's the, you know what, you know, let me tell you something. If I had the, if I didn't have this gift, if I didn't get this gift when I was age four of knowing what's going on in hearing spirit and having the information that was advanced and ahead of decades ahead of what's out there now with information and help hundreds of thousands of people over my whole lifetime. If I didn't have that gift and I was just somebody out there looking for answers 
and I, I just and I, I've been and I was burned left and right with reading different things and going different places and spending tons and tons of thousands of dollars and having a mystery illness or diagnosed illness, but who knows what was going on up and down, wrong or right. And I had a chance to hear information that wasn't attached to any of that stuff, any of that junk science that was paid for out there, attached to any of that contamination that I just mentioned. If I had a chance to hear free information, meaning free and clear from contamination that had truth in it, and it was real. If I had that chance, I'd be like, I'd be on it and be like, okay, no, I'm listening to this because I understand. I've been around the block. I know what's going on. I've suffered enough. I know that I want to hear this instead of the garbage that's out there that's over and over again in the experts' books of today that are unbelievable, just recycled junk over and over again, belief systems and so forth. I would, I would definitely want to hear it. So th- that's just me. Maybe you, may I, maybe you who tuned in to the, the radio show, you're not interested, but I'd be interested 100%. And I'd be interested to know about blood pressure because that's where we're going now. So here we are. Let's get started with this. How do we get high blood pressure? Let's talk about that first. Because, you know, that that's just, that's important to know. How do we get high blood pressure? Bad lifestyle, we don't exercise. So we don't exercise. We have a bad lifestyle or something or not a healthy lifestyle. We're eating too much processed food, right? And we start getting high blood pressure. Doctor says, look, you got you to gotta be careful here. You got to reduce your red meat. I don't know if doctors are saying that anymore. They're probably all pro pro red meat, eat more red meat. <laughs> that's where they are now. I think that's where it's shifting. It's shifting now where all the medical doctors are like, no matter what they are, whether they're functional or regular conventional, they're like, no, you got to eat more meat. You just got to get rid of all fruit. <laughs> you know, like fruit is the cause of high blood pressure. Like fruit, like fruit, <laughs> like fruit is the cause of high blood pressure. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that one. <laughs> you know, but it's like doctors are like, you know, at least they had something right a few years back. I think it was about 10 years ago. I think it was about 10 years ago, um, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Doctors are like, you know, when people were having, when they were having, coming in with heart problems and or, or high blood pressure and they were coming into the doctor's office, they'd be like, you got to lower your red meat. And this was coming from conventional doctors. I remember that day when it was happening and I was like, finally, something is going right in the industries. <laughs> Finally, something is going right. And guess what now? You don't hear that. It's now it's just like, no, you need to eat more red meat, but grass fed. That's all. And you need to get rid of all your sugar. So don't eat any fruit. <laughs> Listen, the whole, the whole thing that happens with blood pressure to begin with comes from an organ in the body and it's not the heart. It comes from, it, it derives from an organ, the problem. Can you guess what that organ is? Do you know what that organ is? you know what it is? Are you thinking? Are you thinking brain? Is that what you're thinking about? Are you thinking pancreas? Maybe you're thinking colon. Maybe you're thinking gut. Maybe you're thinking kidneys. You know, and, and, and kidneys has a little something to do with it. If you have kidney problems, you can get blood pressure problems. But there's a reason why you would get kidney problems to begin with. And what's that organ? What is it? Do you guys remember? I might have talked about this before in an old show or something like that. It's the liver. The liver. The liver. That's the organ. Interesting, right? Interesting. The liver is responsible. It's responsible for all mystery high blood pressure. And mystery low blood pressure. 
mystery high blood pressure, mystery low blood pressure. So in the high blood pressure department, how does this work? What even happens? What goes on? First of all, your heart, your heart, it gets its blood from where? Where does your heart get its blood from? Uh, just the blood system? <laughs> from where does it get the blood from? You know, when you think about it, it's like, I don't know. It's like, where does it get? It gets it from your liver. That's where your heart gets its blood from. Your liver has these hepatic portal highways. Hepatic portal highways. That's what it is. Get the hepatic portal vein, comes from your colon, drives up all those nutrients. So when you're eating food, your food breaks down miraculously, mysteriously inside your intestinal tract. And then nutrients along with blood also like not amazing nutrients, a little bit of oxygen, all go up through these capillaries and blood vessels and find their way up the hepatic vein. The hepatic vein in the portal system. These are all the veins attached to your colon and intestinal tract and ileum. All these veins. And these veins, where do they lead? Into a highway, a massive highway. A massive highway going into your liver. Your liver. And so these veins are drawn, blood's being sucked up, sucked up these veins. That's right. That's right. Your heart's pumping and creating suction. So your heart's pumping and creating suction. So you see what I'm you see where I'm going here? So it's as it's as it's creating suction, it's drawing blood up these veins. Up the portal, hepatic portal highway, the veins heading into the liver. So you with me? And those veins heading up to the liver, they're all filled with blood. Blood that the heart's pumping and drawing and creating suction. And what's that blood filled with? I know I told you a little bit a couple minutes ago. I just want to make sure you're on this with me. Filled with Lots and lots of nutrients, phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, oxygen, and water, and water, water. So all that's being drawn up in that highway of blood goes into your liver. And a healthy liver is all happy and it's taking all this healthy blood in. And a healthy liver is all happy and it's taking all this healthy blood in. And it's taking all this healthy blood in. And then... And then it releases that blood actually after it filters it. It filters it and it's dispersing all the nutrients and everything. They're going in all the right places in the liver and the liver's taking care of everything. And the blood then exits. It exits the liver. And guess where it goes? It goes to your heart. It goes to your heart. Interesting. Interesting. It's all packaged, ready and happy going to the heart. But guess what goes wrong? Guess what goes wrong? Guess what I didn't mention is in that blood in the hepatic, in the hepatic veins heading from the colon to the liver to begin with. Remember, I'll go back a little ways. Let's go back a couple of minutes. 
Remember what, how I said there's water in that blood. There's nutrients. There's phytochemicals. There's minerals. There's trace minerals. There's vitamins and oxygen all coming in. Guess what else is in that blood? Poison, poison, toxic poisons, fat also fat cells from putrid fat, from eating too much, too much, too much red meat, lots of toxins and poisons, heavy metals, solvents, formaldehyde, okay, everything, everything, chlorine, right, from water systems, everything's going in there. I mean, it's a fluoride. All of it is just going in that highway up to the liver. Lots and lots of gunk and poison, toxins and debris. So even though that blood is filled with all this good stuff, look what is filled with too, all this bad stuff. And guess what? The liver has to collect it, filter it, collect it, filter it, collect it, filter it, collect it, and filter it. And if we're not eating right and we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not doing the right things or the liver's already burdened and already held back from poisons and toxins it inherited from birth and beyond where you it's inherited all the toxins, the old DDT, you know, the unforgiving four who has like life-changing foods. Who has life-changing foods? My book, Life-Changing Foods. Do you guys have it? If anyone said I don't have it, <laughs> if anyone says I don't have it, I'll just smack myself in the head or I'll bang my head on my desk right now. Let me just do that. Let me just hit my head or bang it against the wall because you're missing out. I didn't, I didn't kill myself to take all the information from spirit and put it in life-changing foods so you, so you wouldn't get the book. Because in that book has the unforgiving four. Because in that highway of nastiness, the blood toxicity, along with all that good I mentioned, that's heading up to the liver, up the hepatic portal highway coming from the colon, heading all the way up to the liver. All that toxic and poisonous stuff is the unforgiving four. It's old DDT that was inside the liver to begin with. It's pesticides and herbicides that are actually now in our, all in our, you know, way now that we deal with every day going up the blood, oh, going right in the bloodstream. There's all of that. There's also bacteria, viral issues, issues, viral byproduct, all that stuff. And even a little radiation, all that is going up the hepatic portal highway. And it gets into the liver if the liver doesn't already have it in there already to begin with. And as this goes into the liver and it saturates the liver and saturates the liver, the liver starts getting doggish. And the heart, relying on clean blood, clean, mean, machine blood, the heart relying on it is pumping harder and harder because the filter's getting thicker, dirtier, stagnant, more sluggish. More doggish. And when that and when that liver is getting filled with more and more of that stuff and we're not eating right, and and instead, instead, we, you know, we we head off to a high trendy, high fat diet of the day, the flavor of the day that you see on, say, a doctor's show, or you see out there and you see some fancy new diet, fancy new book or something. And we head to that direction and we quit the processed foods and we start exercising. We may help the liver a little bit. But a little bit isn't enough. It isn't enough because it'll sneak up on you and it'll bite you in the butt later. It'll sneak up on you and bite you in the butt and you'll get that high blood pressure down the road or you'll get that low blood pressure or you'll get a blood pressure problem one way or another down the road. 
down the road. And you'll get that. And that will happen. Even on, you know, a fancy cute diet. Because it's not addressing the real problem. And the, the liver still getting dirty along the way. And still getting flooded with poisons. And still get it flo- getting flooded with toxins. So we're going to cover all that a little bit about what foods to do for high blood pressure, what we can eat, what we can do to knock high blood pressure down, and what we can do to stabilize blood pressure. This is, this is exciting. This is an exciting one. So what happens is when that liver gets filled and toxic and stagnant and sluggish and doggish and filled with poisons, what happens, you guys, is the heart has to pump harder and harder and harder. And the blood... The blood isn't easy to come out of the liver. It's not easy. It's not free-flowing out of the liver so easy. So there's pressure. The suction occurs. More suction has to happen. It's like sipping through a straw. Instead of sipping water through a straw, you're sipping something else through a straw. You're sipping like a milkshake, thick milkshake. Or you're, then, you're, then you're sipping jello through a straw. How about that one? Trying to sip sip jello through a straw. And so that's what occurs. And what happens is your liver gets it gets dirty, it gets sluggish, it gets sick, and then your blood gets dirty and gets thick, and your blood becomes dirty and thick. And then you're eating more high fats, more high fats, whatever diet you believe in, whatever belief system you've been sucked into, you're eating a higher fat diet without realizing it, even if you're doing plant-based high fat, even if you're doing paleo high fat or some autoimmune high fat, whatever you choose you're doing, you think it's high protein, but it's all high fat and you're doing more high fat and what's happening is your blood's getting more dehydrated, thicker and thicker and thicker unless you unless you're doing things to offset the high fat diet a lot more juicing a little less red meat and then you know it won't get so thick but if you're not it's still going to get thick in the end it's still going to get thick in the end like i said like i said 10 15 years ago i don't think it was probably 15 years ago now time's flying too fast Remember the doctors being like no keep that red meat down you got to watch that high blood pressure keep the red meat down it was brilliant Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But those days are gone. That smartness, smartness, <laughs> that, <laughs> that goodness and smartness was only there for a hot second. And then it's gone. Now, every single doctor on the planet's like, no, no, no. Animal protein, no sugar. Animal protein, no sugar. I'm not saying I have anything against animal protein. I'm just saying if you're dealing with high blood pressure or something, you might want to switch up your game for a little while in your life and not have to be so stuck into a belief system because belief systems will break you down, not break you down. They'll get you in the end because the belief system itself won't be looking out for you and you'll get cheated, shorted, and you'll get the, the, the bad end of this, the whole bad end of it all. Because belief systems don't believe in you. Belief systems don't protect you and don't care about you in the end. Belief systems just can't. They just don't. So so what happens? How do we get that high blood pressure without having heart disease or cardiovascular disease or anything like that? How do we get it? The liver starts getting mucky, dirty, sluggish, doggish, stagnant. 
the blood starts getting thicker and thicker and thicker, and then the heart's working harder to pump blood through a straw. Thick milkshake blood through a straw. And that's what happens. And if you're vegetarian, hey, I don't eat red meat. I'm a vegetarian. And that, look, I, that's cool. You're vegetarian, but if you're eating cheese, clogging up that liver, thickening up the blood, and the heart has to pump through a straw. Like that, that, that thick milkshake through a straw versus water through a straw. It has to pull blood through those veins. Thick, heavy blood. Fill the cheese, mucus, mucus, cheese, dairy, butter. The butter thing's out of control. As if butter's good for us. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God. Trend, fads, fads and trends. You got to laugh a little bit. You can't get too upset about it all, even though people's lives are always, you know, involved and at risk and, you know, people's suffering's involved. But you can't, you can't, you can't, these trends, you can't let these trends make you too crazy. You have to kind of laugh about it a little bit, the butter thing. So, so when you're thinking about putting butter in your, in your drink in the morning, in your hot drink in the morning, are you thinking about, you know, whatever, thinking it's healthy, just think think again, because your liver doesn't like it, and your heart's not going to like it, and if you're young, and you don't have high blood pressure, and you want to have butter, and you want to live in the moment, okay, but you know what, remember the show 20 years from now, remember the show 20 years from now when you're 40, remember the show 20 years from now when you're 50, okay, so here's the deal, It's not just about cleaning up the liver or anything like that. It's about getting the diet right so the heart doesn't have to pump so hard. Look, if you don't have high blood pressure or if you don't have a blood pressure problem at all, then don't even, hey, just, okay, fine. You don't have to worry. Just move on. But you should listen to it and you should learn because it's important. It is important. So you can look out for a loved one or look out for yourself in the future. So when that blood gets thick and pasty and dehydrated, And the heart has to work harder. It strains the heart. It strains it. And it causes veins to have such a suction to it that the veins, they tighten up. They tighten up. They don't collapse in, but they they constrict. They constrict because of the suction, the pull. So the veins constrict. Makes it even more difficult. And less oxygen even gets to the liver which in turn, less oxygen gets to the heart, gets to the heart. Something to be, something to understand, something to consider, something to know. The heart wants free and clear, fresh, clean blood, hydrated, the right water content, the right minerals, the right nutrients. It wants blood that's like a waterfall in the amazon that you would that you would dream of you know <laughs> you would dream of of being in that water while the water's coming down even though there's serpents in that water like some dangerous snakes down there and out there in the amazon like the fertile ant snake the fertile ants thing bite you you're dead. You're man. You're just, you know, people, they go on these trips and they go into the Amazon and they go to South America or they go in other places around the world and, and, you know, in different, different 
different areas of the world and they want to be playing in that nice little swimming hole with that water coming down and all those vines going around, you get bit by a Fertiland snake <laughs> and it happens all the time. Yeah, I know I'm a downer. I'm a downer. But I'm all about looking out for you. I'm all about looking out for you, okay? So the heart wants this clean blood because it has to work harder. When it works harder, you get elevated blood pressure. A doctor looks at you. There's no cardiovascular disease. Diagnoses you with hypertension. So you get diagnosis in you know, hypertension. If you ask the doctor, why is it? The doctor says, well, I don't know. Your diet's not so bad. I don't see any cardiovascular problems. Maybe you just need to exercise, get your diet a little bit better. Maybe do a little bit more high protein, which is wrong. But maybe do a little high protein, knock out the sugar. Well, yeah, knock out the sugar is right, not the fruit, not the sweet potatoes, not the yams, not the winter squash, not the regular potatoes. You don't knock any of that out. That's just blatant stupidity in the world of trends right now, trendy junk science, trendy junk science. Someone said to me and said, wait a minute here, your books are filled with science. I said, huh? And somebody said, your books are filled with science, all your books. It's just, it's all science. I go, it's all from spirit. It's undiscovered science. And they go, okay, wait a minute. But it's not, it's not like peer-reviewed science. I go, why would I want that? That's junk science. I don't want my books filled with junk science. No one would have gotten better. Or maybe a handful would got better, and then I would have to herald, herald them as, as the, the, poster, the poster people. Because you know what? It's, there's a difference when you get tens of thousands of people better and healed and better from your books than just getting a few and then trying to exalt that and, and use that as your poster board. I said, you know, yeah, no, it's not filled with junk science. I don't want junk science in there. It's from spirit. There's a big difference, big difference. So what happens is when you're told that you need more high protein and to avoid fruit and avoid fruit and sweet potatoes and avoid yams and avoid regular potatoes and avoid other things like this and avoid raw honey, when you're told to avoid all those things because of junk science, it is junk science. You see how it works? I mean, because you're not supposed to avoid apples. You're not supposed to avoid all the different good fruits. You're not supposed to avoid bananas. No, you're not. It's the greatest food to keep your blood clean. It's the greatest food for the heart. Guess what your heart is? Do you know what your heart is? Your heart is a muscle. It's a muscle. Guess what a muscle needs? A carbohydrate. You know what happens if we starve a muscle of sugar? It dies. It atrophies. If you starve a muscle of sugar, it atrophies. Did you know I have seen people over the years go on a no-sugar diet, completely no sugar at all, nothing at all, no sugar at all. These were a lot of bad trendy diets that were no sugar at all, not even a berry put in there, not even an apple put in there, not even a green apple. Did you know their hearts atrophied? Because they were on animal protein only and a few assorted vegetables and they didn't get enough carbohydrate to their heart and their brain. Their heart, though, being a muscle atrophied, so they atrophied their hearts. They atrophied their hearts on the trendy, trendy, high-protein, no-sugar diet. Their hearts atrophied because their hearts are a muscle and they require a lot of carbohydrate, a tremendous amount of carbohydrate and sugar. You take a carbohydrate away from a marathon runner, 
put a marathon runner on high protein and a few vegetables and never give him one single gram of sugar. Put a, put a marathon runner on that. We'll see how good his game goes or her game goes. Be a disaster. But what happens is protein bars are filled with sugar. No one realizes that. They're filled with sugar. So when you're eating protein bars, you're getting sugar. So at least you can run your marathon because you got sugar going in you. Even if you're told to stay off of all sugar. It's just bizarre. Your heart has to have a carbohydrate. Every cell in the heart, a sugar has to enter it in order to keep it alive, thriving, and non-atrophying. You have to remember that. That's how critical it is. Your liver is filled with glucose. It stores the glycogen to keep you safe and keep your adrenal safe. If you don't eat the right fruits and the right sweet potatoes, and if you want to be a raw dude, if you want to be a raw dude, then you just do all raw fruits, raw fruits and lots of leafy greens and vegetables and the whole bit. And you can do some nuts and seeds and you can do things like that and all of it. But you got to be careful you don't overdo the nuts and seeds. You want to be vegetarian. You got to do lots of fruits. You know, I tell vegetarians, I tell vegetarians, why don't you, you're already there. Why don't you go plant-based? And, and you know, when I tell animal, I tell paleo people and high animal protein people there, I say, look, you're already now bringing in the green juice for the first time you, because of, because the trendy diet is shifting now because they're, they're, the trendy diets right now are stealing from the alternative model. It's hilarious to see it from standing away from it. You guys might not see it because, it, you know, I, I could stand away from it and see it because I don't hold a belief system. And a lot of people, they hold a belief system. And what happens is the belief system blinds them so they can't stand away from it. I can stand away and see that the conventional movement in the diet world, all the experts now, they robbed and thefted and stole alternative things that were critical to healing people. So the alternative movement healed a lot of people over the years too. I mean there's a lot of people that healed a lot of great alternative stuff. And one of the reasons why what healed them was a lot of the juicing – a lot of the vegetables, a lot of leafy greens and fruits and stuff like that. And that, you know, a lot of the plant-based movement, that did a lot for people. So what happened was the animal protein people in the last five years, the experts putting out their books now, they, they're robbing and thefting those green juices. They're incorporating them into their, their trendy high-fat diets. And they're noticing people are getting a little bit better. So what I tell is that, you know, the, I tell the paleo crowd, the high-protein crowd, you're already there. You got now the green juice in there. Bravo. You got the green juice in there now. And you got more leafy greens in there now. Just lower the animal protein a little bit more for your liver and your heart. You can still keep your animal proteins in there if you really want, but just lower them down a little bit. And I tell the vegetarians, look, you're already there. Get rid of the cheese. You're, already, you're almost plant-based. Get rid of the cheese. You don't eat red meat. Get rid of the cheese. And get rid of the eggs. And they're like, I don't know. They're like, no, you know, Mr. William, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do that. I go, what do you mean? You're, all, you're already there. Why are you going to gunk up your liver and gunk up your heart with all that cheese and all that milk and all those eggs? You're already there. So you should be going plant-based if that's where you want to go. And the high-protein people, look, you're already there. The high-protein paleo people, you already got in. The, 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 you're already getting in the juices. You're already getting in more leafy greens and, and, and more berries. And more berries in a green apple. Why don't you bring in a little bit more of that and just lower your animal protein a little bit? Do it once a day so you can save your liver and your heart. When you step back and you don't have a belief system, you know what you can do for people and you know what's right. Because you know, when you don't have that belief system, you can you can navigate. You can navigate.
And that's the gift spirit gave me. You know, spirit told me when I was younger, spirit was like, you're going to be able to navigate. I'm going to give you the information. You're going to be able to navigate. And I love that. So, all right. So here's the deal. The heart's a muscle. It needs a carbohydrate. You got to be cautious. You can't high fat your blood with so much fat. That means if you're plant-based, you can't be doing nut cakes and nut pies 24-7. You got to be doing lots of fruit plant-based and lots of leafy greens when you're plant-based. You could still have some hemp seeds and some walnuts and you can still do what you want to do there. You can have some avocado. Of course you can, but you got to keep your fats low. Like I said, with the various vegetarians, just get rid of the eggs and dairy. Like I said, with the high-protein people, limit it to one protein or something and go every other day with an animal protein. And this way, you can get your blood less fatty. Your heart works less hard. Your liver works less hard. Your blood gets cleaner. It gets more hydrated. It gets a better quality of blood going in there. Oxygen rises in the blood. When the blood's rushing to the liver through the hepatic portal vein, it's alive. It's got less poisons and toxins in it. It's got more water molecules, and it has more of everything oxygen included. It goes to the liver. The liver starts to heal. The heart works less, and all the fruits you're adding into your diet and the sweet potatoes and the winter squash and even the regular potatoes you're adding into your diet with your leafy greens and everything else you're doing gets your heart to get that precious glycogen storage, the glucose, I mean glucose, into the cells of the heart. The liver has the glycogen storage. The heart gets cells, gets sugar right directly into every cell. And the heart won't atrophy and it stays strong. So when it has to work hard and pump thick, nasty blood, it doesn't weaken. It stays strong too. That's another thing. And then you start, you, you'll see the blood pressure go down. The doctor will be like, I don't know why your blood, your blood pressure went down. Let's take you off the medication. Well, you, you need less blood pressure medication and less or don't even use a blood pressure medication. Let's just see where we're going. It's getting better and better and better. What's going on, Mr. Jones? Are you exercising and, and eating more red meat? No. What I'm doing is cleaning up my blood, getting my liver a little better, and giving my heart a break. And you get better, and that's the mystery of high blood pressure. That's the mystery of high blood pressure. Celery juice is a miracle for blood pressure. I know that there's a lot of people that are worried about, oh, my blood pressure's too low, I can't drink celery juice. My blood pressure's too low, can't drink it, I can't drink it. Not true. Did you know that celery juice balances blood pressure? Balances. No one knows this. Once again, because of trendy misinformation or recycled theories going around out there, no one has it right. Is why I read the, that's why I read the beginning of the show like I do and I say what I do. It probably drives you crazy when I do that in front of every show. There's a reason because no one has it right. It's painful. It's painful to see it. Celery juice is a blood stabilizer, balancer. It's adaptogenic for the body. What happens is if your blood pressure is low, celery juice can raise it. If your blood pressure is high, celery juice can lower it. See? Just, just, just. Walk this, walk through this with me. I know because a lot of people who have low blood pressure, they're, they're they're totally paranoid about the celery. And then you know what? They'll go and eat something ridiculous. 
They'll eat eggs. <laughs> They'll eat eggs. I see it all the time. I mean, I even see it on social media. I see it all the time out there. It's like, no, no, I can't do celery juice. I got low blood blood pressure. And they got, they eat two eggs that day. (laughs) Seriously. All right, so anyway, so I got to walk through it with you again. The celery juice raises blood pressure when it's low. It's a stabilizer. Because what happens with low blood pressure people, they have a different problem with their liver. They have a whole entire different problem. If they don't have a leak somewhere, if they don't have a valve leak, if they don't have a ventricle leak, if they don't have something like that going on in a doctor, I mean, we're talking about low blood pressure. I'm talking about low blood pressure. And a doctor that ran every test in the book can't find a physical, physical aspect to why they have low blood pressure. So they have to come up with all these autoimmune theories or the body's just confused or you're, it's genetic. You know, maybe somebody in your ancestors had low blood pressure. They have to come up with all that crap that junk science feeds doctors so doctors have some kind of answer. And so all that involved, all that involved. And then, you know, what happens is there's massive confusion. And so when someone someone has this kind of low blood pressure, they don't know where to go. What is it? What really does this? What's happening? What they have going on is a whole different problem. They got a viral issue. That's a viral issue. Low blood pressure people have a viral issue. That's what they do. And they have a little bit of an adrenal dysfunction along with it, even if they don't have the fatigue. They have a little bit of an adrenal function issue, and, they're, they're, and they have a viral issue too. That's what low blood pressure people have, and it's a virus. And that, that's what happens there. So this is what happens when you have a low-grade virus. A lot of people have different varieties of low-grade viruses, and there's nothing wrong with that. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But a few things occur. As the virus releases certain types of poisons, and certain types of poisons are recognized by the body, the heart does something a little different because the heart doesn't want to be pumping lots and lots of poison really hard and fast throughout the body so the brain gets saturated with it. So the body's communicating with itself. The brain's communicating with the heart. The liver's communicating with the heart. The brain's communicating with the liver. They're all communicating together and even the thyroid's communicating with all that. So with all that together communicating, low blood pressure occurs because of a toxic load, a toxic load that the body's being systematically cautious about. That means that if the... if 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 the heart, for instance, somebody with low blood pressure, if they exercise, the people with low blood pressure usually have other symptoms develop or they had symptoms before their low blood, 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 low blood pressure and they're dealing with low-grade problems, low-grade symptoms, fatigue, a little bit of fatigue. They're dealing with things where they, they if they exercise, they're, they're like wasted for a few days. They don't feel good. All these kinds of different things happen with people at low blood pressure. Then they get diagnosed with all these different things. They can get diagnosed with dis with uh, dysautonomia, dysautonomia, you know, and that's a whole thing that can happen too. They can get diagnosed with different varieties of that, you know, POTS, whatever. They can get they, the whole thing with blood pressure, but it's viral. It's one hundred percent viral. And sometimes the adrenals get underactive because of the viral issue. Sometimes the virus is sitting in the liver. That's usually where it sits. 
it doesn't mean the liver is so clogged or so toxic where the heart has to work harder. It's just that there's communication within the body, the brain, the heart, the liver, thyroid, the adrenals, just communication going on through the whole body. And there's the low grade virus. You get the low, this is the same thing with people that get real low temperatures. They got a low grade virus. So you get people that are like, oh my God, I'm actually 95.9 degrees. I'm not 86. I am not 88.6. 88.6. I'm not 98.6. Sorry about that, you guys. <laughs> I'm not 98.6 degrees. I'm 96.4 degrees. How is that possible? That's what people, that people, they all freak out when they get their, when they finally take their temperatures or they, their doctor takes their temperature and the doctor's like, the doctor's often like, you're 96.7 degrees. You're supposed to be 98.6. First of all, not everybody's supposed to be 98.6. A lot of people are supposed to be 97 in the 97s. I'm just telling you right now. But there's people that, they're literally in the 96s. And because of that, that's a low, that's a low grade viral infection. There's no fever, but that's a low-grade viral infection. That's what that is, inside the liver and inside the body. It's the same thing with the low blood pressure, the mystery low blood pressure. I'm not talking about an actual, real, physical condition discovered by the doctors. I'm talking about mystery low blood pressure. There's a low-grade virus causing that, too. It's very similar. Most people with the mystery low blood pressure have a very low temperature, especially in the morning. In the morning. And even at night. Even at night, too. Or in the middle of the day, you can do there. I've seen it in the middle of the day, people's temperatures drop. Seen it in the morning, right when they get up, their temperature drop. Seen it even at the end of the day or the evening, which usually is when it goes up for the most part, but it's usually, I guess, morning and, and afternoon. And there's a low grade viral thing going on in the system. And there's a communication going on with the whole body. Because what happens is if if that if that blood starts rushing with it because the body's on alert. It's on alert. If the blood starts rushing. It, you know, it, the body's concerned about poisons and toxins going into certain places like the brain. The liver's concerned it's going to go to the brain. Organs have, communicate. First of all, I have to know this. Organs communicate. They communicate with each other and they have a high intelligence level, extremely high intelligence level. Intelligence we can't even think about or understand or know about. Science research has no idea how the liver communicates with the brain, how the brain communicates with the liver, how it works how the heart communicates. There's communication going on all the time. It's not just the brain's giving orders through nerves and making nerve function happen and making organs do with their thing. That's not it at all. It's way more than that. If we think it's not more than that, then we're just ridiculous because it's way more than that. We're in just denial if we don't, if we don't know that. And so that's another, that's another thing that happens. Plus you can have somebody with different kinds of um, low-grade viral issues and they'll have they'll, their adrenals to be really underactive. They'll have underactive adrenals. That that itself will cause low blood pressure, underactive adrenals. That itself. So when you have underactive adrenals, you have a viral situation in the body. You can you can get the low blood pressure. So that that all that that's these are just some of the reasons for low blood pressure. Also, there's a lot of people that are supposed to have lower blood pressure. There's there's a lot of people out there. That are supposed to have lower, low, not super low, not super low, but they're supposed to be, their, their blood pressure is supposed to be lower. It's who they are. It's just, it's, it's natural. And guess what? It's not a bad thing. It's just when you go past the limitations of low and you're in another, another level of low. 
that's when there's this low-grade viral infection. You can be in a normal low blood pressure where it's actually healthy and good, and, 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 but yet a little extra low. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Also, another thing to understand, someone with low blood pressure in the super low zone with low-grade viral stuff, it doesn't hurt the heart. It doesn't hurt the heart. And, and, and really, it, it, honestly, when you work on cleaning up the viral stuff and you work on cleaning up the liver and you work on cleaning up your body and healing, you know, it, 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 people with low, 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 low blood pressure, blood pressure have the Epstein-Barr virus. They have the Epstein-Barr virus, but they have, they have, it's a certain variety of Epstein-Barr. And so that's, that's a big part of that. But once you heal and move forward, that, that, that blood pressure will come up and it'll come up and you'll get it a little better and a little better and a little better. You can't be afraid of celery juice because you've got low blood pressure. Low, celery juice will help lift it up. Will help lift it up. So that's just a massive confusion right there. So what do we do? Let's just go with the – first of all, let's talk about the – we'll talk about the mystery, the mystery high blood pressure. You've got to lower your fats and you've got to ease the burden off your liver. So that's one thing. Got to lower your fats and ease the burden off your liver. So that's really important. It's stopping your blood from being so thick. Not letting your blood get so thick and, and dirty. And that's what you have to do. So you already know the diet, whole thing with the diet. With, you know, with the diet, with the, uh, if you want to be animal protein, you got to bring it down to one, you know, one serving a day or every other day. You can still be an animal protein person, just bring in more of all the other things I talked about, more of the fruits, the vegetables. Can't be afraid of all the different fruits. They're all there for a reason. Don't walk past the fruit section because you're being told somewhere that it's not, it's not good for you. You can, you can eat some oranges. There's no reason why you can't get an orange. I mean, it's longevity food. That's what it is. You're passing the longevity section of the market when you go past the produce aisle, you're pa- meaning you're passing the fruit section. Then that means you're passing the longevity section. That's, that's literally a decision you're making because of trendy, mis- you know, mis- misguided information. So you're, you're walking past that aisle. You, just, you don't want to just grab a pint of berries. You want to go into that aisle and you want to grab your oranges. You want to grab a bunch of apples. You want to grab a few pears. You better believe it. You want to grab um, a melon. You want to see if they have some mangoes. You want to make grab some kiwis. Grab some kiwis. You want to make sure, hey, if you love pineapple, get a pineapple. But you want to get into that aisle and you want to start learning about it more and grabbing those foods. And then you can go to the, the vegetable aisle and you grab the – you got the celery going because you got to get the celery juices for high blood pressure. It's great for the it's, – it's, honestly, it's like a liver cure. I mean that's what the celery juice is. And so you want to go, you want to go get the celery juice, pick up some cucumbers for cucumber juice too. You can do that. You know, you can – that would be amazing. Grab your spinach in the aisle. Why not grab more spinach? Because you can do spinach salads. Get a couple of avocados. Absolutely. Get a couple of avocados. Definitely. Have a big spinach salad, throw an avocado in it. That would be better than a salad with two eggs in it, hard-boiled eggs in it. I promise you that. Having that avocado in that salad would be a thousand million times better than having two eggs in there, two heart-killing eggs. To, I, you know, I love where it's like all of a sudden, you know, an egg is a perfect food and it's, it's got all these omega-3s and it's heart healthy. I, I've never seen anything so demented in my life because it's not. It's not. Don't get fooled by that. Unless it's the only food you got. 
Yes, there's some nutrients in eggs. Yeah, there's some vitamins in eggs. Yeah, there's, there's in some eggs, there's an omega-3 in there. Yeah, in the healthier eggs, of course. But that's nothing. That's nothing compared to what an avocado has. And it's nothing compared to juicing celery juice has. Nothing compared to sweet potatoes have. I mean, they haven't even tapped into what's in a sweet potato yet because no one wants to spend the money. Research and science doesn't want to know what's in a sweet potato because it's going to make people buy more of them. And then, you know what? They're going to see doctors less. And women are going to see doctors less because they're eating their sweet potatoes. So they don't want, the research and science doesn't want you eating sweet potatoes. No way. Why, why, why would they want you to do that? So... You know, it's about lowering your fats, though, at the same time. So that means you could still do some healthy fats like the avocado, some hemp seeds, some some walnuts and stuff. Like throw walnuts in a salad, absolutely. You can still do these. Have a little bit of olive oil if you really want. But just don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. And get more of the fresh fruits and vegetables. And you're, you're, you'll see your high blood pressure come down. You'll see it come down. You really will. Get on some magnesium. I think that would be great for you. Get on some magnesium. Without a doubt, I like the magnesium glycinate. I feel like it works really good. I know it works. Spirit tells me it works. I've given it to people over the years. I like magnesium glycinate. That that one works. Natural calm is okay. You know, that's all right. Just make sure you pour hot water into the cup when you put a teaspoon of natural calm in there or two teaspoons of natural calm. Make sure you pour, you know, really like you're going to make a hot cup of tea. You pour the water in there because by doing that, it, uh, it, it, it really activates it the right way, makes it better. So if you really need to do something like that, you can. So that's great. That's great. Nettle leaf is a great one. Curcumin is great for, for, for taking care of. CoQ10, I like that one too. Curcumin is a great one. Lots of turmeric, that's a great one. Turmeric ginger shots are great for lowering blood pressure. And turmeric ginger shots are great for raising blood pressure for people with low blood pressure because they're, number one, they're antiviral. Number two, they help, they help with the adrenals too. A lot of people with the low blood pressure that are, that are viral. The really low blood pressure and they're viral. They 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 all have adrenal issues, adrenal dysfunction, adrenal adrenal issues. Those people with low blood pressure, you might want to consider doing ashwagandha. That would be really good. You might even want to consider doing licorice. I think licorice would be fantastic for the people with low blood pressure. I mean, talk to your doctor, talk to your practitioner about it, but I would do licorice root. You could do licorice tea every single day or go to my directory at medicalmedium.com and get the right licorice tincture. The one without alcohol, which is a bona fide mess that alcohols and tinctures. That's that's just that's terrible. That's terrible. It's travesty all on its own. So make sure that you, you know, you get the licorice root. You can do the licorice root tea. People with low blood pressure, licorice root tea, you can do that. All right, that's great. Nettle leaf tea, that's also pretty good. But the licorice root is great. So consider that. And, and then the ashwagandha, get your adrenal. See, the licorice and the ashwagandha are going to help somebody with low blood pressure with the adrenal problems, causing part of the low pressure being so low. It's also going to help with the viruses too. Licorice help with the virus, help, will help with the virus of somebody with low blood pressure. And then get your diets right. No cheese, no dairy, no milk, no butter, no eggs. Be cautious. Keep your animal proteins low if you're an animal pro- pro- protein lover. If you're a vegan, keep, the, keep all the nut pies a little lower. Keep them lower. Bring in more fresh fruits and leafy greens, more celery juice, and you'll get the blood pressure up. You'll get the blood pressure up. 
people who worry about the blood pressure going down from celery juice. No, you'll go get it up. But you, you can't just do a celery juice and not eat that day or that morning. You can't. You have to eat, too. People with low blood pressure have to eat every hour and a half. You have to eat something every hour and a half. You have to snack and graze, whether it's celery sticks and apple slices, whether it's apple slices and dates, whether it's, you know, a piece of fruit and, some, and you know, whatever, whether it's apples by themselves, you have to snack. Whether it's a handful of nuts, whether it's a handful of hemp seeds and an apple, you have to snack and graze if you have low blood pressure. You can't just go hours without food because you know what's going to happen? Your blood pressure is going to drop lower and lower and lower. And then when you drink your celery juice and it's the only thing you had that day, you're going to be like, I, I told you it would drop my, my blow. It would make my blood pressure lower. I, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't drink the celery juice. No, it's not how it works. The celery juice is there to balance it and bring it up, but you got to eat. And I notice low blood pressure people, they don't eat much at all. They eat like birds, even though birds eat a lot. They eat like birds. And, 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 you know, that's what I've noticed. Like literally, like, like a little handful of food throughout the day. And they're at their practitioner's office. Their practitioner's like, well, I think you got SIBO. No, I think you will, you know, got this. I got that. And we're going to have to get you just on chicken. You'll be on chicken twice a day. Only eat twice a day and just eat chicken and, and this little tiny thing of collard greens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. You got to get lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, lots of other leafy greens in you. You got to do that kind of thing. Potatoes are really good for somebody with low blood pressure. And they're also good with somebody with high blood pressure too. Remember that. So these are all the techniques and tricks you can do. Tricks tricks to heal the situation. High blood pressure, like I said, the magnesium, everybody knows that. Magnesium for high blood pressure. I'm not giving you anything new on that. But make sure, you know, the, the magnesium glycinator really like. But... But like I said before, make sure you're doing the curcumin, the coenzyme Q10, the turmeric, even the ginger shots. That's great for high blood pressure and great for low blood pressure. Make sure that's all in there. Nettle leaf, that's great. Licorice root ashwagandha for low blood pressure people. Talk to your doctor if you're on a bunch of medications, okay? If you're on a bunch of medications, you're on 5, 10 medications, whatever it is, talk to your doctor, tell them about these things and see what they want to do. That's what I would do. And then, um, but you got you got a good idea of how it works and what's going on. High blood pressure is a cinch to get rid of, a cinch. Change your diet around, just make, make, make your blood cleaner, get it more oxygen, hydrate. Lots of lemon water. Lemon water for the high blood pressure people, lemon water. Just boom, lemon water every single day. Celery juice every single day. Do the foods I was talking about, and your, your high blood pressure will be coming down It'll be coming down. And if you exercise, take walks or whatever you do, all that's great. So honestly, it's pretty simplistic. Pretty simplistic. Thanks for being on the show with me this time. I I hope you guys had a good time. I try my best. I try my best to deliver the information and also deliver it in a happy way so that you guys stay happy too. Take one day at a time. Pat yourself on the back. Be easy on yourself. Don't be so down on every. Don't be on down on yourself. A lot of people when they get sick and they have struggles, they they're so hard on themselves. It's so sad to see that. Pat yourself. You're a good person. Remember that. Never forget that. I stand behind you. I believe in you. I love you guys. God bless you. All right. Take care.